All right, coming to you live from Austin, Texas, here at the University of Texas. Uh, we are here at DevOps Days Austin, and we're here with Patrick Dubois. Patrick, how are you? I'm good. Nice to have you back. Well, no, the pleasure is mine, and uh, I've got lots of pleasure. So pleasure all around. <laughs> so, so now, I definitely remember meeting you at DevOps Days Austin. I don't know if it was the second or third one. How many of these here have you been to? It's been the second in Austin. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. So you have something to do. You've got some familiarity with DevOps. Um, maybe you could talk to the to the people there, um, your familiarity. And I think one thing, I, I thought your talk was really cool with the different bits that you talked about sort of in the past, where it's going, and almost the, what should I say, uh, fragmentation or, or the decomposition of, of DevOps mm -hmm. going forward, but uh, interested in some of your some of your thoughts. So, uh, yeah, uh, some of you might know, I, by accident, in 2009, started the word DevOps, uh, and besides I have nothing to do with it, besides organizing conferences about DevOps days. Um, but my talk was a lot about, you know, looking back over eight years of DevOps and kind of, like, if I were to hand some information to the next hype that would bring like a cultural change, how, you know, what mistakes did we make and like, how can we get better? And one of the things is especially is that if we don't get better at um, dealing with those, the technical gravity that always pulls us back into, you know, less about the culture, but more about the tools. I'm, I'm kind of sometimes skeptical about like, <laughs> will we ever get there uh, on that level? So. Yeah, sort of the, sh and the shiny object today, as you talked about, was containers. And you're a big fan, right? It's going to solve DevOps containers? Well, I'm a big fan of containers. Obviously, we use it at work, and it's great technology. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, every time a new hype comes around on technology, I don't know, somehow we lose some cultural human aspect. And, and people are so focused. I know it's because it's so tangible. Like technology mm -hmm. is something you know, we can try and do. But, you know, it's, sometimes it's weird that we just throw everything we learn right. overboard. It's, it's like the equivalent of, um, what was that thing that the, the, the Three's Company lady used to sell? The ab thing? It's sort of like if you do these exercises, <laughs> like you're going to buy like, like some device. Yeah. The one I always see now is like it's a teeter-totter thing and that's somehow going to like make you look like a, a male or female supermodel if you're like spinning around. And, and it's sort of like... If you have the right approach, maybe if you have a set of weights, it will work out well. But like just <laughs> having the set of yeah. weights like sitting there isn't doing nothing. Yeah, you can see it didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that, this is one question I was thinking about this morning. Um, and as all things, it's just addresses my personal problems. Is like, like what, in your experience and also opinion, like what word should we use to describe doing all the new great stuff with IT, right? Like. So mm -hmm. the problem, there's two phrases being a pivotal that, that I encounter. One of them is people will say, um, in the most genuine good way, like, we are doing DevOps. Mm -hmm. And by that, what they mean is we have software developer operations people, we're writing our own software and putting it out there and doing all this stuff, right? But I, I almost feel like, like, I, I don't know, I kind of hesitate to think about the application product management product side of, of being, of, of, of it, that being all of DevOps and all inclusive. Right. I mean, yeah. there's a huge intersection, but there's something more. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I don't know what it is. Now, the other phrase, I mean, this 
pure marketing is like I'll just say like this is a cloud native approach, right? And what what I always need to throw out is like um, there's a bunch of better, more agile, design centric ways to think about doing applications, right? And there's also all of this, not only the technology like we were just talking about, but this approach to how you run it in production mm -hmm. and therefore how you design the software. And to me, that's a lot more of, I don't know what DevOps is. So anyways, as I'm fond of Short saying, story long. I, I, I end all of my questions in periods. Um, but but like what what should what what should I use to describe that thing right like and and I could be really snarky and be like it's called writing software but like but like there there needs to be some tag for like this sure. bad way of doing it and this new way and it can't really be agile anymore like maybe it can be but I don't know I don't I don't really know what what phrase to use but for that I think you're right like the the principal value of the word DevOps has been a label so that people could find like practices or things that people are doing right uh, under that term like people have like when in one of the talks you mentioned people were successful before DevOps mm -hmm. so yeah. and they collaborated and uh, not all the ideas of agile were there but I think the intersection then with the cloud and all the other tools kind of you know brought things together the different way of thinking about the problems like well, we, we can go down, it's about resilience, kind of, you know, all those perspectives, you know, people matter. Yeah. Um, so, well, I don't personally care if we continue using the term. Yes, I know, I have like no stock options in DevOps, so it's very easy for <laughs> I me. I wasn't aware there are options available. <laughs> well, you know, you as a company might have some, yes, you know, yes, kind of like yes. if you invest some, some uh, you know, money in there. Uh, but as long as it is, uh, it's a good term, um, but you know, looking forward on something new is coming on. Uh, I think we'll. It'll take some time to have a new cultural term. Yeah, but we'll have many technical like floods coming up to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and, and and just I mean that's we were just Barton and I were talking with uh, with this guy Diego earlier, and we were commenting on the idea that. We're just at the beginning of, of like an upward curve of many large normal organizations understanding like, oh, there's a new way to do like mm -hmm. IT. And so maybe the answer is like that that phrase will evolve as yeah. more and more people do it and we'll have to just be on the hunt out for this phrase. So I'll have to keep doing the multi-sentence thing of like, what I'm about to talk about is all of this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because, I mean, to, to put it another way, I, I feel... Um, and, and again, this isn't perfect, but it's kind of groping around uh, in, in darkness. This problem that I have is like, I like the like the Google SRE framing mm -hmm. of kind of what's going on and of thinking about one way of thinking about what we call DevOps, which is your operations people spend like, ha I'm being very brief with it. They spend like half of their time programming essentially, yep. right? And then also the way it goes back to the dev part is your development people understand that their software needs to run yep. in production. And Therefore, they change their behaviors all the way down to the coding level and all these things. Now, interestingly, those teams are separate, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but it's kind of like I'm, I'm more interested in like there's these set of skills. And I think that, that set of practices is what DevOps is. And again, there's this other set of practices, which is like, well, how do I make a nice UI? How do I make a sure. nice workflow? Yeah. And, and but, traditionally, DevOps has very little to say about how do I focus on the usability of the software? Yeah. And it's not really its concern. Although, you know, there's been people, uh, uh, for some time, there was front-end ops, kind of fixing yeah, 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 all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but to my, 
my feeling is that SRE is focusing a little bit more on uh, efficiency of technology. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so part of it is a collaboration, but I don't think in lots of the SRE yeah, that's yeah. totally no, and, and that's that's a separation. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm by far not an SRE expert. Yeah. I just read the book or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're right. The distinction is interesting. There is uh, there is this separation, and their job is to make sure that if you follow their rules, your stuff runs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. right? And then also, essentially through policy, essentially through policy to enforce you to have good behavior. So they're almost like a terrible metaphor, but they're like the constables of, yeah. of running your stuff. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it is a... But, but what's interesting is that uh, I was in uh, Beijing DevOps Days a couple of weeks ago, and they positioned it as DevOps SRE now, and had a third term, and they put like AI ops. Oh, nice. Yes. And the idea is that, you know, the collaboration or the assistance doesn't just come from humans, mm. but it also comes from like your machines with more assistive, like, you know, not like a chat up system, but they were like, hey, anomaly detection. What do you think? Like, we can't yeah. monitor all the things, but they're kind of like, you know, the clippy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's starting to help right. us in a way. And I thought that was interesting that that's not a human-human collaboration, but a human-machine collaboration. Yeah, yeah. So. There's always that notion of uh, agents yeah. that, that you use to help you out, like little uh, little Star trek agents. I think, nice. speaking of, of AI, I think we both just sat through Adrian Pokrop's talk. I thought one thing that was very interesting, he did sort of three of them. He said three different piece, pieces, but the one that talked about monolithic apps to microservices, to functions. And at the end, when somebody asked him sort of what's next, he talked about AI and machine learning. I was just curious on, on your take on that, if the, when you sat there watching that, what you some of the thoughts you had. Well, I'm, I'm a total newbie there on, you know, all of artificial intelligence. But even on a small scale, you know, I, I can just see it happening. Uh, like one of the apps we're building is like a, a video broadcasting interaction system. And just dealing with all the chat messages coming in, mm-hmm. like we can't deal with it just you know by keywords. You know, right. it needs to be more assisted. So, yeah, sometimes I'm torn away. Like, is this like the next marketing of Google kind of services? Because they try to yeah. differentiate on there, mm-hmm. but there is a, obviously a use case of you know AI options yeah, and yeah. the learning. But, uh, well, and yeah. then the predecessor, the functions bit, that's, I'll have to admit, that's the first time I heard the on-beyond microservices and uh, the concept of functions. Was that something that that you worked with or familiar with? Yeah, we're, we're already like a year and a half working with uh, serverless stuff, so it's it's not pretty new to us, but it's, um, let's say it's interesting how it changes your operational model, uh, but a lot of the things still have to do with, like, Implementation details. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's part of our uh, workload that we can do in serverless. That there's part that we can't because you know they're, they're longer running jobs. Um, one of the examples that we use it for is that um, so we have a very high peak load instantly if something happens on TV, and we're using a proxy that kind of first goes through containers as a stable like load that we know. And the overage, we push through Lambda because the response times are still a little bit erratic on the serverless. Uh, but 
it really helps to overcome you know the, the scaling, which is you know, one minute, two minute of a machine, yeah. which is just too slow. So you're offloading some processing, yeah, 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 bursting as they used to call it, yeah, yeah. In, in a slightly uh, different context. But it, it, like, there's other problems like like versioning. Uh, if you deploy a lambda function and it's running, and when it's you're deploying a new version uh, under uh, peak load. It might still be running the older version because it's optimized the memory to keep like. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, so you we'll have like to manually exit the code. So, but you know, or you have the, to know to go force flush it out or whatever. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you know, it's been really instrumental, and I would really advise people to, to work with it if if you can. We try to our deploys try to be like uh, that. We, they work in both systems, so and in Lambda and in containers, and we can just use the API gateway or load balancer to kind of. Like uh, to the dispatching, um, so yeah, it's working for us. What was it? You, you had a comment in your presentation about serverless. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? I... Well, well, the comment was that it, it was mainly that I was so surprised that it got so much backlash from the system admin world. Uh, oh, it's not running servers. How is that even possible? Like. Sadly. The recording gave up at this point. I was learning how to use the uh, little new Mevo camera. I think I finally got it sorted out, but it was a good test run there at DevOps Days Austin. Well, there's about two or three other of these recordings that Barton and I did there. And if you're interested in them, you can go to Kote.show, because this has been the Kote Show Variety Podcast. So just type in Kote.show, and you can look those up, subscribe to it, all that kind of stuff. There's always all sorts of uh, interesting doodads and interviews and some kind of regular ones that we have there. And we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye.